Dudes watch Disney podcast. We watch films and have a blast. Rank them all from first to last. It's our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dudes Watch Disney episode four. Please give us some more. It's time for Dumbo. There's got to be something better that rhymes with four. I'm going to work on these as long as this podcast goes on. My name's Jake. I'm Dustin. And, uh, yeah, we are going to talk about Dumbo somehow. We are going to make it through this film. We are one year removed from Fantasia. The year is 1941, and now we got a shitty film about a flying elephant. It's based on some children's book I've never heard of. I didn't feel like clicking that link on Wikipedia to go learn about it. But uh, that's how much he hates this movie. He wouldn't even click on a link to learn more about it. We're gonna if we're gonna jump into childhood memories of Dumbo. I never watched it as a kid. The only thing I knew was the racist crow song at the end because that was in the sing along tape we had. I'd be done seeing about everything till I seen an elephant fly. Uh, that was that was all I knew, and then at age nineteen, when we watched through all of these, I watched it then, and good God, was I bored! So I wasn't looking forward to doing this again. And then I watched this film this morning for the first time since then, and good God, was I bored! And nothing changed. It was a uh, it was a rough one. So if you're looking for a real positive podcast, you're not gonna get it from me today. If Dumbo was your favorite Disney movie, we're sorry. <laughs> I yeah. think I rented it a couple times as a kid. I think I, I did watch it a few times as a youngster. Mm-hmm. And I think I enjoyed it okay. Like, obviously, not enough that we ever bought it or anything. Right. But, uh, you know, I think, eh. I mean, kids like animals. So it's, yeah. it would have been an easy thing to like. And circuses. Kids like circuses. You ever been to the circus? Yeah, a few times. Did you? Where was I? I've never been to the circus. I don't know. I thought you went with me. Were you young? Not. Like, as a kid, it wasn't like you and Warren went to the circus no, 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 recently. No, like, I went as a kid, and I, I remember going once. thought you went, too. I don't think I had. If I was, I must have been too young to remember. But, uh, yeah, circus-based film here. Dumbo, uh, he's an elephant. He's got big old ears. That's about all you need to know going into this one. I tried to do some research on, you know, I, before we get into these, I try to figure out a little bit about the development of the film. Or Unless whatever. he has to click on a link, and then he may not be right. willing to take that. Step. I do some... Basic Wikipedia level research for this. Rudimentary. Yeah, and uh, Wikipedia doesn't pull any punches here. <laughs> the last sentence on the uh, the summary, you know, Wikipedia gives you the little summary at the beginning, and then it's like table of contents, and then it jumps into like plot, yeah, production, all those things. The last sentence of that top part was Dumbo was made to recoup the financial losses of Fantasia. It was a deliberate pursuit of simplicity and economy for Disney Studio. Holy shit, man. I don't think I could put it any better than that. <laughs> like, the film was ordered to be, quote, simple and inexpensive, so don't expect any breathtaking visuals or songs. Like, this was a cash grab. Get it get it out the door. Let's make some money. And I'd say you can tell watching this film. But yeah, we sort of, we talked about childhood memories. Again, all I knew was the, the, the sing-along at the end with the crows. Uh, I definitely never saw Pink Elephants on Parade until I was a grown man, so... And it didn't make any more sense then. <laughs> Got any, any other pre-film bits to talk about here? Yeah. Got anything to talk about during the film? Uh, uh, you know, this might be a rough one. 
Uh, I feel like if you had an issue in the Fantasia one with the concept of a winged horse and how that would <laughs> a winged elephant, the idea of an elephant with ears big enough to make him fly, fair enough. <laughs> For one, ears don't work that way. For two, well, elephant elephants, ass. elephants are capable of flapping their ears. It's how they cool themselves down. But uh, do you know African elephant ears are shaped like Africa? Yeah. That's how you can tell about the Asian elephants. In two ways, they use the ears to cool themselves down. One, like big fans to blow on their bodies, but also mm-hmm. uh, as they move them, they they build the blood, and that's how they cool off the blood inside their body. They have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, blood vessels inside their ears. All right, and welcome back to the elephant podcast. <laughs> Speaking of elephants, uh, the elephant show was a very Definitely one of my favorite shows growing up, the Sharon Lewis and Bran Elephant Show. Oh, okay. Skinner Marinky Dinky Dinky. I know, you know Sharon Lewis and Bran, yeah. Well, the Elephant Show is the name of the show because mm-hmm. they had a mascot elephant that hung yeah, out with them. I vaguely remember. I'm that. sure she had a name, but I don't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, you know what I didn't remember? Dumbo not being Dumbo's actual name. That's a plot point in this film. Oh, that's true. It's yeah, supposed to be that's Jum- a, that's Jumbo a, Jr. Yeah, that is a name they used to mock Dumbo. Uh, uh, no shit. <laughs> I didn't put it together. <laughs> he looks like a Dumbo. I think that's a real name. <laughs> what the fuck does Pinocchio mean? Like, I just something in Italian. I don't know. Fine. Uh, so I know. I don't know about you. This movie aired on uh, what used to be the ABC Family Channel. Now it's called Freeform. That's where I watched it. I recorded it off of that. Uh, I figured you might have done the same thing because I assumed you still didn't own Dumbo. Uh, no, I, I bought a, a used copy. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> My intention is to sell it back. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I had this on my DVR and I hate to play. Uh, beforehand, they were showing Pitch Perfect. So I don't know what sort of carryover audience they were expecting there. Never seen that one either? I've seen some of it. It's whew, it's rough. But uh, yeah, film opens up with some big band circus music, which uh, I do have to say, after watching Fantasia, that was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it's yeah. like... Nothing classical. Here's marching horns and like clown, uh, like organ music. Like it was, it felt very lively, full of energy, and which is drastically different from what I had been watching. So one thing that I missed, and I don't think that it would have added anything to the production costs of the movie uh, that we had with the other. I'm not counting Fantasia, but that we had with uh, opening. Snow White and, and Pinocchio is either uh, a narration at the beginning, either like putting uh, the plot summary or whatever introduction at the beginning on screen or having like a Jimmy Cricket to explain shit to you because yeah. we're kind of just thrown into this world there's no real explanation like the first scene we get is the stork delivering babies yeah which uh you know obviously that's how babies are made everyone knows that obviously. but we don't really explain like if there's an application process for <laughs> these babies yeah like uh was Dumbo's mother wanting a baby like because when he first gets to the train with the other yeah, elephants. And he says, like, which one of you ladies is expecting? And they're all like, oh, why? Well, never. Like, which, like, there aren't any male elephants around. <laughs> like, how do they, like, because if it's a situation where, like, we're just deciding, oh, look what you got today. You've got a kid now. Like, <laughs> came in the mail. Well, fuck you, sir. Like, I don't want to take care of this thing. Right. Like, which, by the way, fuck you, sir. I don't want to take care of this thing. Is an attitude several characters adapt in this film in regards to Dumbo. Well, I would, too. Like, you can just tell me, hey, this is your kid. Take care of it. That's not yeah. how this works. <laughs> It's true. And go on Maury for that shit. (laughs) Also, the lack of, like, book opening introduction kind of thing at the beginning. It made the film feel a little less special, I'd say. It's like you sit down for Snow White, you sit down for Pinocchio. It's like, ah, let's get ready to watch this movie. Open up the book. Here's the story. Like, it's a good way to ease you in and make it feel like, yeah, 
Disney and like you don't get that from the opening to this. It's you get a big scary poem about uh delivering through a storm, I guess, and then you get a silly barbershop quartet song called Look Out for Mr. Stork. Which again is weird. Like is this like a message for like an abstinence only message? Like, <laughs> Look out, here you we go. could come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you know, you never know when you're gonna get stuck with a little one. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if that's what because I don't know if that's what happened to Dumbo's mother. Like right. well I will say all the mothers receiving these children seem very happy to get them. Like they were uh well, that's why I don't understand. Like, I don't know if there was an application process. Like, I don't know. How. I will say the tiger seemed awful surprised because, like, right. he was, she was just sleeping and all of a sudden, like, here's a litter of kittens sucking on her teeth. Like, <laughs> which hints my confusion. <laughs> yeah. All of these are, we see a large population of animals that are part of this traveling circus and they're all getting uh, offspring from the stork. And I did write down, I thought it would be quite funny if they delivered the wrong baby to the tiger cage. Like, they just dropped down, like, a baby gazelle in there or something, and then, no shit, we're all... Or you end up with, like, a Buddy the Elf situation, or, like, an <laughs> elephant thinks he's a mouse yeah. or something. That'd be more interesting than this <laughs> film. <laughs> what we actually get, yes. Right. Uh, so, yeah, the animals are happy. Uh, this movie is hard to watch with 1941 eyes, like, looking at it now in, in 2016, like, in a time where we know uh, circuses are not good places for animals. That's true, yeah. And, and, and animals are all very happy to live in. But they're clearly in terrible conditions, right. like, when they're looking them on the... Uh, Anyone seen Blackfish, like... It's not a good life. <laughs> like we're like loading them on the train later on in the movie, and they're in these tiny little cages. Yeah, the giraffes like, don't fit. Like they've got right. head holes they're like, they're sticking out. I hope they don't go through a fucking tunnel at some right. point. Yeah. There goes your giraffe population. So, and at a time when just uh, I want to say within like the last month, the Ringling Brothers has you know retired all of their elements or no, elephants. Let's start over. Ringling Brothers has retired all of their elephants. And they're, you know, no longer going to use those. Like, so, you know, with all that built in now, looking back right. at it, it's like, look how happy these animals are to be miserable. In prison. Like, right. Worse than being in a zoo. Yeah. yeah. Like, I will say right at the beginning here, noticeable downgrade in animation quality. Like, uh, I get trying to save money. We can't spend time or the effort uh, or hiring enough animators to do crazy detailed stuff like we were seeing in Snow White and in Fantasia and Pinocchio. But, uh, like, this felt like a Saturday morning cartoon quality. Yeah. Like, it was... Yeah. Yeah, and it never gets any better. Like, that's throughout the whole, <laughs> whole movie. We see people, and some of it's, like, stylistic. Like, we'll just see silhouettes of people behind the circus tent, and I like that. Mm -hmm. And I know that was probably just a it's decision. It's a cost-cutting thing, too. Yeah, it was cool. a decision of, like, let's not waste our time we can just get the idea from this and it'll save money i think it's style. also a decision i mean maybe maybe it'll make more sense to talk about it when we get to it but maybe. also a decision to sort of keep the human world separate from the yeah. animal world like, yeah it's a good like uh disconnect if you want your audience to identify with the animal creatures you don't show the humans by themselves mm -hmm. you show how the animals would see the humans like through the tent and just hearing their sounds and seeing their silhouettes and, and when we do see the humans there's a lot less detail to them right which some scenes works well like the uh we get like a sing-along kind of scene where they're all putting up the circus tent the animals themselves are helping put up the circus tent which i wrote down is probably more entertaining than whatever stunts these animals are going to do at the circus like pay to watch animals put together a tent like that's crazy you ever tried to put together a tent it's hard here's elephants swinging a fucking sledgehammer with their trunks like 
but then the like we get a stylistic kind of uh you know workers in the background you don't see any details you just see like the color of their skin all these animals are traveling on a you know a circus train here the train whistle has like a weird P- peter frampton thing going on where it's like talking the whistle is like a, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like but as a whistle, I, I turned into Ozzy Osbourne there. I don't, I don't know what that was. Um, it's very hard to mimic. Right. Uh, but then, yeah, we're jumping around all over the place. But right. the, the babies are delivered to the creatures. Uh, they each sad, bond with their new yeah. mothers. It's sad, lonely elephant doesn't get a baby. The Yeah, and then eventually the absent-minded stork brings it to her. The stork is the debut of one of my favorite Disney voice actors, uh, the guy who voices Winnie the Pooh. And, oh, it's that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sterling. I don't know his name. Holloway, I think is his name. Right. Well, nowadays, Winnie the Pooh is uh, uh, Jim Cummings, who we'll see a million times in like 80s and 90s and 2000s Disney voice acting, but nothing right. yet. I don't know. Sterling's alive. Yeah. This guy's name. Yeah. Anyway, I knew he sounded familiar, but I couldn't place that's him. Who he I was is like, I figured he stuck around on these Disney movies for the babies. And so Dumbo is delivered to his mother. Mm-hmm. He's in a in a car on the train, a wagon. I don't know what the individual cars on the box train. Car. A box car. That's okay. what you want. Right, okay. And the other other elephants are there. They're initially very rude to the stork. Look, these are some catty elephants. Well, it's confusing. Like they're catty at first. Uh but then they're friendly, like when he's unwrapped, and they're like all so happy for him, or for for not him, not for, for the mother, for the mother, yeah. Right. But then they go back to being bitchy again and make fun of his ears and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like I don't know if this is just animators not understanding women, or if like this is just like an <laughs> examination of like Mean Girls of like, and <laughs> eh, we were rude, now we're like being fake nice, and now we're being rude again. Like I don't know what I don't I don't understand it. Like they go back and forth from being. Well, then, for her to just being shitty yeah, to her. For the most part, the rest of the film, they're just shitty to right. her. <laughs> like, I'm sure it was it was probably meant to just be, like, fake happiness. Because, uh, I don't know, maybe they were excited for the baby, but as soon as they see his giant goddamn parachute ears, they're immediately like, ugh, what is that? Like, it's a newborn child. Don't call it a freak to its face. Right. <laughs> Show a little bit of tact. So the mother Everyone's wants... babies are ugly. You gotta, like, hold that in a little bit. <laughs> So the mother wants to name the baby after, well, I don't know, some, it's not her name, I assume. So She's I, Jumbo. Yeah. Is she Jumbo? She is. I That's what the stork says. Like, uh, where's Miss Jumbo? Yeah. I thought Mrs. Jumbo, like, she was... <laughs> there's, there's a mister? But yeah. I don't know. We that. never see him. But either way, Jumbo Jr. is supposed to be his name, the right. baby's name, but the other rude-ass elephants call him... Dumbo. Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, they all laugh and giggle, and he gets wrapped up in his own ears, gets swaddled in his ears, and they yeah. uh, he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. More sleeping in Disney films. Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we introduce, hey, now, it, it's a family, the other elephants are evil, but whatever, we got a mother and son, they, get, they love each other. And then they get to work together, helping to put together this uh, circus tent, along with the rest of the elephants, swinging sledgehammers with their trunks, like... I wouldn't give an elephant a sledgehammer for one thing. <laughs> Especially as cruelly as they're treated uh, throughout right. this. Yeah. With their living conditions. You mm-hmm. think they, they could have, uh, you know, had an uprising there, but no. Yeah. But it's a big sing-along, let's set up the circus tent, and then uh, we start marching through the city to see the circus. Uh, side note on Disney racism, we get a, like a racial stereotype riding a camel-driven carriage through here with like a 
there's a later there's a dance of the seven veils thing too but this yeah. was just kind of like oh here's the foreign arabian person coming to see the circus i don't know we also get the clowns the clowns pretty creepy in this movie like we get to see them doing their stick but then later we also see them as like the creepy lonely old men that presumably play the clowns i've never been like a scared of clowns kind of guy but i mean these guys just feel like creeps more than scary i don't know but yeah, going through the, we're parading through the town. Even then, Dumbo's getting laughed at because of his years. Sort of like Pinocchio, he doesn't really understand. He sees people laughing, he laughs along, and uh, is good-natured through this beginning part, at least. Then he falls in the mud, and then it's like, all heartbreaking. Right, but even when the other elephants are mocking him for his ears, like his mother's clearly hurt by it. Dumbo doesn't really yes. seem to care. Well, he's also was born, like, minutes ago. <laughs> like, but the little kid's laughing at him here don't seem really to hurt him that much like his mom is sad about it right we feel bad for him but i don't know that he feels upset i love the mom is like impressing shame upon this child right clearly doesn't feel it uh you know unfortunate but uh yeah uh we kept uh dumbo's mom washing the mud off of the off of dumbo this is a cute like son and mom bonding moment yeah yeah and then uh then we get the general public coming in, and we get to see the return of the dingus that turns into a jackass from Pinocchio. Uh, he's back, and now he's laughing at Dumbo's big old ears, despite the fact that this child looks like some kind of horrible monkey creature himself. Like he's got a real chimp-like jaw and baby ears himself. Still, Dumbo doesn't realize he's getting laughed at. Uh, but then, like, the kid hops the rail and fucks with an elephant's young, and everyone is surprised when it ends in violence. Like... That would be a dead child at your circus. You gotta have some sort of barrier, surely. Yeah, but instead, everything, of course, gets blamed on Dumbo's mother. She gets put in solitary. Mm-hmm. She's locked up. They call her a mad elephant. Right. They, they separate her from her child. The child's basically just left wandering and alone because guess what? These other uh, elephant women don't give a fuck about it. It's like they are still completely ostracizing uh, this abandoned newborn baby. It's not even, oh, you know, don't look at it. It's not our problem to deal with. It's look at that freak over there. <laughs> what a, it brings shame to all the elephants of the world. It's got big ears, damn it. Mm-hmm. It's not acceptable. It clearly. We meet this mouse character whose name I never learned. Nope, I don't know either. if he's a part of the zoo. I think it might be George. He says George at one point. I'm going to call him George throughout this now. Part of the circus? Yeah, I don't know if he's a part. Oh, it's, it's a, whatever. I don't know if he's a part of this circus because he's dressed I mean, like he's dressed a, like it. He's yeah. dressed like a ringmaster, but is he meant to be his own act, or did he just wander up and be like, "Uh oh, I gotta blend in. Let me put on a ringmaster outfit." Because he's just like foraging for food. He finds peanuts and starts eating them, and is totally like, "What the fuck is up with these elephant women over here, uh, abandoning a baby women?" Right. Right. He sympathizes with Dumbo and uses his crazy mouse elephant scaring powers to. Uh, Get a little bit of revenge on these catty women. He, you know, they freak out and run in every direction after he scares them. Pretty classic episode of Mythbusters uh, on that subject, you know. Mm-hmm. The, uh, are elephants really afraid of mice? Turns out they are. No one knows why. So a bit of science from Disney there. So they get scared of him and he makes friends with Dumbo. Yeah, he finds Dumbo hiding in some hay. Uh, he wins him over with a peanut. For elephants and peanuts, you know how that goes. Basically, he tells Dumbo that Dumbo's ears are beautiful. I don't know if he means that, but he's trying to cheer Dumbo up at least. Yeah, he even offers to help uh, free Dumbo's mother. Yeah, and he's, uh, his plan is to make Dumbo 
the the central attraction of the zoo. He says the word climax like seven hundred times, oh, yeah. which I can't uncomfortable. I can't not giggle at. Like but, it had uh, to. Like if he had just said it three or four times, like okay, maybe right. that's fine. But like the number of times they said it had to be a joke. Like it had it to be, be like Walt Disney telling them, like guys, I bet you can't work the word climax into this movie fifty times. I bet you can <laughs> in like one scene. But yeah, he uh, we overhear some convenient conversations from the ringmaster and his like dumbass assistants, where it's like, we need a new attraction. Let's tell them. Let's put like make the elephants form an elephant pyramid, and that'll be the coolest thing. Everyone will come and see it. Uh, George the mouse overhears this and he says, "Boom! That's exactly what we need Dumbo to be a part of. He can be the climax of the pyramid." Hardly a revolutionary idea. What if we took the smallest elephant and put him on the top of the pyramid? Like, wow, that's this guy's a thinker. He's going like, places. They would have never come up with that idea without you, you little mouse genius. Right. He also uh, sells them as the world's mightiest midget mastodon. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Also, one, a phrase you probably wouldn't hear in a children's film these days. I don't think midget's a word that's still bandied about. And two, I'm amazed there's never been a midget mastodon in the like the WWE. <laughs> like That has to have been uh, tossed around as a potential gimmick at some point. <laughs> they did a lot of mini uh, wrestler jokes in the 90s. Was there a mini Vader at any point? Yes, there was, actually. They missed a, missed a trick there. Anyway, so the mouse goes to the ringmaster while he's sleeping. Whispers in his ear, hey, what if you put Dumbo on top of your pyramid? Yep. And uh, basically, it's it doesn't even end as a whisper. He's like flat out yelling at this guy by right. the end of it. The ringmaster's like, boom, this is the, the big plan now. They start doing a pyramid uh, at the next show. I missed the point where it was going to be an upside down pyramid because all the shit. It ends up not being a pyramid shape yeah, at all. I mean, but not to, not to hate on what they're achieving. Like, it's cool you stacked all the elephants or whatever. It's in no way it resembles a pyramid. Like, right. it's a spire of some sort. A <laughs> leaning tower, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's hard it's to describe. not a pyramid. Either way, they get Dumbo onto the top right. of it, but of course... Uh, uh, it all goes to shit. Right. That tower what get to say there. Of course. <laughs> the tower collapses. Oh, okay. They blame the whole thing on Dumbo because well, he's got big ears. Right. Clearly it was his fault. I was going to talk about like three minutes earlier in the film while the ringmaster is introducing this idea. He his, They do the his cumberbund like oh, rolls yeah. up joke. They do it like four times in a row. Yeah. Like It's in Peter Pan too, right? Doesn't that happen I'm to, sure. I like, to the dad? I mean, that's a classic... Like animation joke you can make dressed all fancy and then, but uh, just the fact they hit it that many times in a row I thought was really silly. Uh, but the mere appearance of Dumbo before the tower comes down makes people laugh. Just the sight of him again, I right. guess, because of the ears. Which and the idea is he's gonna run down, hit the springboard, land on top. Which right. I would be astounded if it worked in the first would place. Would have been cool. It obvious, predictably, and obviously did not work. Right, because he's so now he's upset by the laughing because his mom like impressed that upon him but now he's upset he trips over his own ears and he's like crashes into it the elephants end up up on the trapeze and shit and end up taking down the whole circus tent basically dumbo now can no longer be a part of the elephant stunt they're gonna make him a clown right the other elephants have declared him no longer an elephant he no longer you know because being a clown is horribly offensive to the elephants i guess i guess so Uh, even though he's not their child (laughs) But uh, he has his first performance with the clowns. It goes pretty well. They go back to their tent. Yeah. The other clowns. Well, are... I mean, we 
explaining the stunt. He's on top of a burning building. Right, yeah. And we're, like, we're endangering a small child's life just for the purpose of this stunt. The child but, has big ears. Okay. He's not... <laughs> we don't care about him then. Uh, you know, he's on top of a burning house. The clowns are supposed to save him, but they're clowns, so they do dumb clown shit instead of rescuing him. Right. Uh, and the crowd continue to laugh, and no one <laughs> has any sympathy for the fact that this guy might burn to death in front of their eyes. But the optimistic mouse continues to encourage Dumbo. Uh, it doesn't work. Dumbo doesn't see himself as a success. He just sees people laughing at him. Before he starts crying, though, while they're in the tent, the clowns uh, are all in the same tent, and they are initially pretty nice to him. They, you know, tell him, good show tonight, kid. Like, they're, they're friendly with him. You know, hey, but here's what we're, we're going to do next time. Here's... Right. They're looking forward to the future, and uh, their idea is, hey, if he fell off a 20-foot building and they, the crowd cheered, then let's make it a 40-foot building. And then that just keeps going higher and higher. And they want him 1,000 feet in the air. And then they start celebrating with champagne, which we'll get into later. Uh, whatever it is they're drinking. And uh, right, and then, uh, like, well, we're going to do all this. we got to go ask for more money. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, which apparently, according to the trivia page, is sort of an in-joke. There was a animator strike that went on at this point. Yeah, I read this. Uh, and this was like, going on. Ha, ha, ha. Like, you go ask for more money because we're greedy. Like, yeah, this is totally like the union <laughs> attitude. Like, <laughs> shitting down on the, uh, shitting upon the people trying to earn their right. living here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get the big, uh, the big sad crying scene. George the Mouse uh, promises to take Dumbo to see his mother, and they get sad and cry together. They sort of hold trunks through the bars of the cage, and we play, you know, a sad song. Uh, baby of mine. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. I, In my notes, I call it a dumb, sad song. And then wrote, pretty much all the mo- music in this movie is terrible. But uh, the idea is, here's, you know, the bond between a mother and son. Again, like, Geppetto and Pinocchio, this ain't. Like, I do not feel the same connection with these two that I did for, you know, this, the father-son bond we got two movies back. But... I don't know, maybe that's because they haven't had a lot of screen time together. Like, at this point in the film, there's maybe 20 minutes left. Like, it's a very short film. We sort of don't get to last on these relationships very long, which I'll definitely come back to the climax of the film. Not even the climax, the resolution to the film. Right. We, uh, it, it feels like there's a lot of pathos we could be cashing in on, and we just don't. <laughs> right, so Dumbo and the mouse, after he finishes scene with his mother, Dumbo and the mouse discover the leftover bubbly from uh, the clown celebration. They drink themselves. Right. And I guess maybe they were drinking absinthe or something. I don't know, but I don't know. This is where the movie gets weird. <laughs> uh, Dumbo gets drunk, drugged up, whatever. Uh, the mouse falls into the tub, so he's drunk too, and this leads to probably the weirdest scene in any Dis- Disney movie, the pink elephants on parade. It's if you haven't seen it, like there's absolutely nothing building up to it. It's a complete non sequitur to the rest of the plot. It's just we take ten minutes out of the film to just be like, here's a crazy drug trip. Uh, Dumbo Dumbo starts out by blowing bubbles. He blows square bubbles, which is pretty like it felt like some Gandalf shit blowing smoke rings here, and then the bubbles transform into bubble elephants, and it just gets weirder from there. The uh, the bubbles start blowing themselves. It's <laughs> a weird sentence. <laughs> like, bubbles are blowing more bubbles. And then we get a pink elephant bubble marching band. And yeah. We see close-ups of white elephants and then snake elephants. And then there's a line in the song that's technicolor pachyderms. Which, 
I don't know. Here's the text I sent you the other day when I was watching this. I just made it to Pink Elephants on Parade. The fuck were they thinking? <laughs> I, like, I don't even know. Uh, ben Hurdle. Oh, go on. Noted film critic Leonard Moulton, right? Moulton at the movies. He's a big deal in the film critic world. He's written a lot of books. Never heard of him, but I'll take take your word for it. You've seen his picture if I show you. Okay. Uh, Anyway, uh, he loves this movie. He's one of his favorite movies. And particularly this scene feels like this is like one of the most creative, imaginative scenes in all of uh, movie history. I'll agree that it's imaginative. Yeah, I don't agree that it fits into this plot or any plot no. of any movie ever. Maybe this was a leftover weird Fantasia idea they had. Where it was like, be. let's just have a wacky drug trip scene. We get, uh, you know, I would have. It would fit in Alice in Wonderland. It yeah. would fit, you know, like, and it would be it would make more sense if this sort of scene came from a movie made in the '60s, where drug yeah. culture is a lot bigger than it was in the '40s. Right. I have no well, idea where this came from. In the '60s, we get a very similar scene in Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh with the Heffalumps and Woozles song. But that's at least one. It's a dream sequence uh, that's meant to scare uh, Winnie the Pooh. Like he just got he Tigger explains to him Heffalumps and Woozles how they steal honey. Then he dreams and gets the scary visions of what Heffalumps and Woozles are like. So there's a little more context to it. Also, it's a better song, so... Right, that helps. Yeah. In my notes, I wrote, Pink Elephants on Parade, dot, 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 I got nothing. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Just going through the actual clips we get here, we go Arabian for a second, we get Elephant Dance of the Seven Veils, and then, like, an Elephant Tango, Uh, then we get Ice Skating, and then Skiing, and then Snowman, which turns into a Samba. I also wrote the elephants look very phallic at times. (laughs) Especially silhouetted. Yeah, and they're pink. That doesn't help. Oh, pink elephants on parade. Mm-hmm. I did feel uh, this feels more like a weird-ass Dr. Seuss sequence than anything. But it feels extra trippy because it's so out of place with the rest of the right. movie. Like, it's just so out of nowhere and so never mentioned again. Like, yeah. it's not like, hey, we got really drunk and this happened. Like, <laughs> like uh, George and Dumbo don't, like, reminisce. Like, what the fuck was that shit? But, right. Or they're not like super hungover in the next sleep, the next scene or whatever. Like there's no consequences for it. It's just, hey, what if they they got drunk and we drew this other random thing? It's like all the other writers wrote the rest of the movie, and, and one, one guy, guy wrote, like, "We need to kill twenty more minutes." So what if we did this? Right. So then they wake up uh, from their stupor. Right. Uh, you said not hungover, but they do seem a little out of it. They did so. Yeah, George in particular. And uh, yeah, then we get. Some racist stereotypes uh, waking them up. We get the crows uh, all jive-talking, smoking cigars. Uh. I mean, there are two schools of thoughts, uh, schools of thought here mm-hmm. about the crows. Uh, obviously, they are racial stereotypes, but they did at least uh, get a black cast to record. Oh, was it a bunch of white guys? No, it okay. was actual black people. That's a start. That's uh, impressive for the so, 40s. They probably didn't pay them very much. Maybe not, but they let them be probably in the movie. Probably weren't invited they to the premiere. I don't know about any of that, but they were in the movie. <laughs> right. And yes, they're stereotypes, but they're some of the friendliest animals in the movie. Like, they're not negative creatures. Right, they're there to help. Right. Uh, sure, they're not portrayed as, you know, really well-educated, but right. they're, they're helpful and they're friendly. Mm-hmm. I have a counter-argument to this. Then go ahead. Would you like to know what the main crow's name I is know. in the yeah. script? Uh, Jim. Yeah. Jim Crow. Uh-huh. We named our black stereotype character Jim Crow in a children's film. <laughs> right. 
the character Jim Crow predates the Jim Crow laws, like it was, uh, it's not better, it's still racist. Right. Like it was a, from racist, like minstrel shows. Right. That had a character, a stereotype, like someone in blackface generally would be, and his name would be Jim Crow, and that's where the Jim Crow laws came from. All right. But I was not aware of my history there. Either, I, well, I, I mean, it's still I, the same. I learned this like four days ago. Right. But. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, and uh, they find elephant. They find an elephant and a mouse up a tree, and they're like, "What the fuck? How did y'all get up here?" Right. Uh, and uh, Jim Crow blows cigar smoke in the mouse's face, which is kind of a terrible way to wake someone up. Like, that's not nice. And then uh, they chuckle at his, uh, you know, his issues because he doesn't know where he is. He assumes they're on the ground. And the crows are also on the ground. He also calls the mouse brother rat, which causes uh, the rat or the mouse to get indignant. Yeah. And he screams, I ain't your brother and I ain't no rat. Okay. Uh, shit, man. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they realize, oh shit, we're in a tree. How did this happen? And we sort of ponder on that for a little bit, but they uh, end up falling out of the tree. It's pretty. It sounds like a pretty gruesome fall, but they walk away from it just fine. They fall for a long time. Like, True. we just watched yeah. the crow's reaction to the fall. He lands in a pond, so I guess he's okay. And uh, then, uh, you know, we kind of do the sad walk away. And as they're walking away, the crows are still laughing. When George the Mouse has an epiphany, he says, Hey, you can't climb trees. You must have flown up there because of your ears. Your ears can make you fly. And Dumbo doesn't respond by laughing in his face at this suggestion. <laughs> right. But uh, the crows themselves do. <laughs> they they sing a, a silly gospel song about elephants flying, which, again, it's a bit of a racial stereotype. Be done seen about everything. Right. But the rest of the lyrics to the song I did always enjoy as a kid because it's a lot of silly puns. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've, I've seen, seen a rubber band. I've seen a peanut stand. Uh. Have you seen an elephant fly? No, but I've seen a house fly. Yeah. I've seen a horse fly. Like, there's there's jokes there. And with all the issues with this song, it's still hands down the best song in the film. Right. Yeah. Nothing else comes remotely close in terms of catchiness, entertainment, lyrical, you know, effort. With The rest is just kind of time killer songs, whereas this feels like, hey, let's make a big badass gospel song. So they finish their song, and they're ready to see if Dumbo can fly. Right. Well, we get an impassioned speech from the mouse here, uh, sort of shaming the crows for laughing at him because he's an orphan, which this is a speech you should have given to, like, every other character right. in the film at this Why point. Why he waited until now. Right. It's not the crow's fault. Are they getting it because they're black? Like, is that why you're yelling yeah, at them? Like, yeah. He's not their brother. No, he's not. Uh, but, yeah, the, uh, the crows start to feel bad, and they realize he's an orphan. They start crying. Uh, I mean, it's the first in moment in the film that felt like it had some sort of passion behind it. The rest has just been kind of meandering. The crows are moved by the speech, and they decide to help the mouse teach Dumbo how to fly. And uh, in order to help him fly, they give him a... A magic feather. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, it's like the, uh, the Space Jam, uh... Michael Jordan's... His, his shorts, yeah. yeah, that he wears under his... Uh, I was gonna say the water he gives him at halftime. Oh. But he either one. Then, then, then he gives somebody's lucky shorts. Then they have a new he wears one. lucky shorts. I, gave to, uh, I don't think so. I thought he did. He gave him to Newman. Did he? And Newman he doesn't play, you know. I thought he gave him to Bill Murray. I thought he gave him to Newman. Maybe. And he was like, oh, why'd you give me these? And I wore them underneath every game I ever played. Yeah. And, and he's like, I'll watch them every game. Yeah. But I didn't think Newman did anything. Like, 
whatever. There's a scene later where he gives him his secret stuff. I haven't seen Space Jam in a long time. It's uh, not a lot of it holds up. There's a lot of Michael Jordan acting about the sequel. It's never happening. No, they just they were retalking about it the other day. Apparently, it's this is LeBron James. Uh, like they're filming this summer. Happening. Ain't supposed to film this. Summer? I'll believe it when I see it because they've been rumoring that for like ten fucking I'm years. Not this interested point. in it, no matter who's in it. But. Right. When was the last time you were interested in a Looney Tunes thing? Uh, Space Jam. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, the magic feather, uh, that'll give Dumbo the power of flight. So then they just shove Dumbo off a cliff. And yeah, for some reason he can fly with his ears. Uh, the crows sing a reprieve of their racist song. And then uh, Dum- they fly along with him. And then they sit down in some power lines. And Dumbo tries to sit on him too. That was one cute moment in this film. I'll give it that. And... Uh, now we're doing the clown bit again, and Jumbo's on a... Jumbo. <laughs> Dump, that's his actual name. Dumbo is on a much higher uh, building now. We actually built it a much higher a much higher scale. And now it's time for him to do his big dramatic leap. And he's confident this time because he's got the magic feather. But he loses the magic feather on the way down, and we totally blow through this, like, no, the power was in you the whole time, like, story arc in, like, a ten-second fall when... Most films would have, like, you know, had him learn that he has the power of flight, have him grow to rely on that, then have him lose his thing and have him panic about it, and then have him be like, no, the power was in, within you. Right. This movie's like, boom, nope, you can do it. And then he does it. And Yeah, we do kind of blow through that. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, then he flies, he becomes a sensation. He becomes a little power-hungry when he flies. Like, he immediately is like, yeah, give me these peanuts, I'm going to shoot them down on these other elephants. Which could have gone on way longer. Like, I was into that. Because right. it's, hey, revenge for you being an asshole. I'm going to fight back I guess, now. but then they, by the end of the movie, they're cool, too. They sing along with the crows. And yeah. Because, because again, women. <laughs> the resolution to this film is, holy shit, he can fly. Montage of newspapers. There's a flying elephant sensation. Then sing a song. Everyone's happy. We get the... emotional reuniting with his mom which could have been a huge thing hey your mom's set free oh my god hug let's be together nope she's just riding on the back of a train waving at him like that that entire uh we wrapped that subplot up which uh, not even subplot like that was the main driving plot plot. right and then it's just totally well now that was fixed he learned how to fly so everything's better the bitchy catty elephants are now friends i guess because they're singing along like those were the villains of the film they had their change of heart entirely off screen because Dumbo is useful to them now because I guess he's bringing in more people to the circus. They've got a better train. Maybe they've got better living conditions. I don't know. It was a total, well, now everything's happy. <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. Like the whole ending of this, it, it felt like so much like an assignment that was clearly put off to the last minute. So like <laughs> the story rushes itself through the climax and then parts out like a half-assed resolution that just, it denies the viewers any sort of emotional release by just giving a d- dismissive, like hand-waving reveal of, yeah, now they're all happy and back together. Like the elephants don't get comeuppance. They're just happily singing along at the end. Like Dumbo, yay Dumbo, his freak ears are useful now. So we like him and, I don't know. It's it's just it's garbage. <laughs> well, I I agree with you. I feel that way too. But I don't know that uh, by and large that many people agree with us on this. Like all the reviews are positive. I told you earlier about uh, 
Leonard Maltin. Uh, this was actually Walt Disney's favorite movie that he made. I just don't like, understand uh, that. From a storytelling perspective, from a music perspective, from a visual perspective, like what does it have going for it? But it uh, it made a ton of money. It was actually uh, this movie came out in 1941. It was supposed to be on Time Magazine, on the cover of Time Magazine. Really? But that happened the same week as Pearl Harbor. Oh, uh, well, so that ruined that. <laughs> it didn't actually get to be on the cover of Time Magazine, but it was supposed to be. Like this well, money was a big, big uh, deal. Yeah, it made a lot of money. Big accolade. I don't know. It just even seeing it at the time like if you're a critic and if you saw Snow White if you saw Pinocchio if you saw Fantasia and then you saw this after it like it had to feel like less effort well, yeah less... And, and not even like that's just an animation but like at right. the time Compared to other... Citizen Kane like Citizen that's, Kane, that's uh, the same here Dawn of the Wind yeah. Casablanca, all yeah. of that in this time period. Right. Fucking Dumbo is terrible. <laughs> like, it feels like a direct-to-video sequel to a like better story. So like, Return of Jafar has a better story arc than this film. <laughs> You're right. Like, when we get to, to our rankings, which I guess we're about to do in a second, like, yeah. uh, what do you have positive? To, do you have, like, what's the highest oh. number? Uh, little spoilers here. Uh, two. Two okay. was my highest number. I gave it two twos. Uh, I actually gave it four twos. My highest number is a two and a half. Okay. So there you go. Well, I, you gave it more points than I did. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Let's go through here now. You know these are going to be terrible. Yeah. Let's start with the uh, matters. That's where we normally start. Okay. Some credit. The plot deals with some interesting concepts like loneliness, isolation, rejection, and the like. However... It does so in such an amateur way that I don't think it deserves praise. And because we don't hold on that for any length longer than, like, he's crying with his mom scene. Right. And then we don't give a resolution to that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you said it deals with those things. I don't know that it does. I think the movie uh, shows <laughs> a couple of those things. things. Yeah. yeah. In passing, right. says that those things that happen. On top of that, the pacing of the plot is all fucked up. Right. With a random five-minute drug trip scene and the most rushed conclusion that I've ever seen. So I gave it one. One point <laughs> for this schlock. If you, um, like as an elementary, like, summarizing technique for a story, there's the somebody wanted, uh, but... So, right? So you got somebody wanted to do this, but this happened. So you mm -hmm. cannot do that with this movie. <laughs> like, at true. any point. Like, I guess maybe Dumbo's mother wanted a baby, but we don't know what she did to get one. Right. And she gets one in the first scene of the movie. Past that, no one has any real motivation to do anything. Right. Like, he... The, yeah, the mouse helps... No, or, okay. The mouse helps Dumbo because, like, yeah. the sympathy. Dumbo didn't choose but the circus. We don't know what the mouse wants himself like he doesn't have his own character and right, his own yeah. goals which is a basic like i it, i spoilers i was a writing major in college uh that's like you know your intro writing classes they're first going to say this character you have he doesn't have any motivation what does he want what does he want for himself why is he right. doing this and we can't answer that about really anyone <laughs> no I mean, me no nobody no. Uh, <laughs> and even if it's like uh like even like side characters are like well they want to help like a wife wants to help her husband but what's the reason she wants to do it because there should be a reason she wants to help her husband because she wants to keep the house or something like there, there should be a diff there's another step to it and if it, there isn't then that's a pretty like one-dimensional character 
Right. And and there's a lot of those in this film. No, even less than that. Like they've got they somehow have fewer than one dimension. Like <laughs> well, they get fewer than one point for a couple <laughs> of them. Like, I have no goal. I'm just here. Right. It's like fucking teenagers, like fucking high school students. Right. Like uh, we're there's, mean. We don't know why we're mean. Like also someday you'll fit in, maybe, but we don't know why you'll fit in. Like also a writing technique is like if you have characters that are one dimensional. Maybe combine a few of them into one character and then work on it from there. Those four bitchy elephants could have been one actual, like, elephant that had a complex, like, reason to dislike the other elephant. Maybe she wanted a child of her own and couldn't get it, so she was jealous. Maybe. So let's ostracize this other one. But you'd have to explain how they got kids and you didn't do that. Yeah. I mean... And I think they went with the group because they definitely wanted to show him as an outsider, as an outsider. That's true. That's you need thing. a group for him to be excluded from. But that said, the group needs a reason, and yeah. like we don't have that at all. Right. You mentioned in the intro episode that we did, uh, like going through these, talking about like what what are good films and what are just totally this is just for the kids yeah. and like. That's what this felt like. Like, this is put it on and have your kid shut up for an hour. Yeah, pretty much. Your kid likes animals. Your kid likes the circus. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Most kids like clowns. Maybe you got one of those kids <laughs> that's afraid of clowns. But in general, the kid's going to like clowns, and he'll leave you alone for a little bit. You can go make another kid if that's what you want to do or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know what to <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I'm not married. I don't have just kids. Take a nap. I don't know I don't what you... I don't know. I don't whatever you get to do with when you... <laughs> Your kids are busy. So what? How many points did you give it for, for the matters? Yeah, uh, I or I gave it a two. Okay. Yeah. Two. All right. Next, uh, meanie. What meanie? There's not one. <laughs> the really the not caddy one. elephants that ostracized him from the group are an option. I mean, if they're gonna be a villain, they've gotta like drive the plot forward, which they don't really. Those are the meanies that gave us no payoff outside of some mildly aggressive peanut shooting in the climax, <laughs> and then a sudden 100% off-screen change of heart that made them complete good guys. I, I really want, like, you know how now instead of just giving a movie a rating like. G or PG to explain why. And I <laughs> want, well, it's rated PG for a mildly aggressive peanut shooting. That does feel like, like uh, okay. I was going to say MSRP, but that's not it. Should be a parental advisory. What's the film rating thing? Uh, motion picture in PAA. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. Mpa. I think that's a Zelda character. Either way, terrible stuff. Zero points for me. I, I gave it one, but yeah, it could have been, should have been zero. I'm mad at myself for giving it one. Uh, yeah, retroactively, I gave uh, for Fantasia. I can't remember what category it was. There was something I gave at one point where I it probably should have gotten zero points, but I watched Fantasia before I watched this and was like, I don't want to give zero for anything. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and then I watched this and it's like, nope, zero's totally on the scale now. I mean, there may be some later where we end up giving something negative points. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Maybe. If it's not this, yeah. like, original rescuers, minus five stars. <laughs> music. What you got for music? Uh, music, I've got a two. Uh, that there. song at the end, basically, yep. is it? Yep. The although uh, I did in I love circus the, music. In, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I gave it some points for that for some of the like just background circus music. Right. And uh, then the gospel songs. The song that he sings with his mother. 
It's been covered by a million different artists. Uh, it's like uh, just a song people sing for God knows why, because it's not very good. I don't even remember it, so. <laughs> Who's covered it? Do you have any names? Uh, I didn't have any Okay, you just mind. said dozens of artists. So, yeah, music is bad. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, there's one good song, so that's more than some of these other categories. True. Have. Mise en scène. To, uh, yeah, I, wrote, I don't really want to give any points here either, because it's a huge downgrade, and I gave it two points because I kind of like Dumbo's design, like he's pretty adorable. There's a lot of bright colors, you know, because it is a circus, like that part's kind of funny. Yeah. One thing we didn't talk about that I did think was kind of cool, this is not really related to the Measles End, but we left it out, so we can mention it now. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, is the, like, uh, little engine they could reference. Yeah, I got that. When, they when the Peter Frampton train whistle was saying. Kick in, and then, you know, I thought I, I didn't know if that book was that old. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know who wrote that book? Uh, Waddy Piper. It's true. His name. He was... Waddy Waddy Piper. He was Waddy, yeah. <laughs> More wrestling jokes. Uh, yeah, uh, I also, I mean, I mentioned there's some stylistic choices I like with the silhouettes and the clowns through the tents and... Pink Elephants on Parade is an absolute bonkers animation sequence, so it, I think it deserves some credit for that. So, two points. Yeah, two here. Moving on. Message. I believe the message we're going for here is that you should believe in yourself and not, uh, not let your unique features bring you down. If someone tries to bully you about your appearance, you should just own it rather than be ashamed. However... The execution of that is terrible. No one realizes the errors of their ways at the end of this film. They just like Dumbo now because he's brought a lot of money and success to the circus, which means the message to the film actually gives off is, hey, people will like you if it benefits them. <laughs> which is shitty. If you learn to do something cool, people will like you. So right. there you go. Pick up a guitar and maybe someone will give you a blowjob. That's... <laughs> That's life, really. Yeah, okay. If you're ugly, <laughs> pick up a guitar. Yeah. Sure. Okay. If you're a freakish elephant, learn to do something freaky with your freakishness. <laughs> yeah, basically. Anyway. One point. Uh, well, I gave it two and a half. There's a meaning there, but it's not very well developed at all. Like, if you wanted to give them credit for the, like, making the most of a bad situation or lemons and lemonade, like, whatever, like, you got these... <laughs> Lemonade out of lemons. Lemons you into don't lemonade. You said out of. Not you into. Blend tape back. No. Into lemonade. Uh, I thought you were making lemons out of lemonade. No, no. Just the opposite of what you want to do. And you got the lemons and the lemonade, baby. <laughs> anyway, yeah, making the best of a bad situation or, you know, making lemons into lemonade there you go then uh you could have done that that's never really expressly stated it's never like even the mouse doesn't go hey it's not so bad look these ears can do cool things like that never really happens it's true yeah like that's where we would have benefited from a, a jimmy cricket or even from an intro that's sometimes when things yeah. are bad you can turn or, them around by have, yeah have a song about it like the song none of the songs uh, we have a sad song that fits we have a big like empower yourself uh, take flight song at the end that fits but there's no like I want song at the beginning explaining what you desire right. which and Dumbo doesn't talk so that right. that's but a it's a thing we would have gotten in a later Disney movie where right. character motivations are usually expressed through song right. and there's no right. uh, when you wish upon a star kind of thing right. 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 Life like, like even Bare Necessities right. like it's a jazzy fun Phil Harris song but like in the message of the song of like you could be happy with whatever you've got right. like that's in this case, like, yeah. When you pick up Paul, Paul. <laughs> right. 
Either way, I'd yeah. rather be watching that right now. Now, it has the opposite issue of Pinocchio, whose message was way too heavy-handed with the drinking yeah. makes you a donkey and like all right. this other ridiculousness. Uh, this was not heavy-handed enough. This was like, I think there could be a message, but I am not aware of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, if you're grading like a, a persuasive essay or a story of your right. own, like a fiction piece, you're not going to give good points for that. <laughs> right. I'm not really sure what the point of your story was. It's like in that scene in um, A Plane's Trains and Automobiles, where he's like yelling at John Candy and telling him, you know, here's a little thing you're going to tell these little anecdotes. Make sure you've got a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. <laughs> I've never seen that film. That was great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, magic. How magical is Dumbo? <laughs> Too magical. Yeah. He gave it two points. Oh. Not two. T-O-O. T-W-O. Two points for magical. Well, there's one O for my magical here, and it's a zero. There's absolutely nothing magical about this film. Our protagonist is boring. Our antagonists have no heat, and their mes- our message is shitty. The music blows, and the animation does too. I can think of no reason why anyone at Disney or any child watching this would choose to remember this film. Like, there's nothing to be proud of other than maybe the crazy drug trip scene. But even so, I'd rather watch Half a Lumps and Woozles. Right, so. I mean, this is, like, you were awarded no points. <laughs> we're all dumber having heard your movie. Right. Um, that's basically what happened there. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I gave it to, I agree with everything you just said, but I gave it to, I think what it is, is I work, I work in the public school system and feel bad to give people zeros. Like, <laughs> well, you turned in your work, though. There's like, A forever. It's still failing, but right. <laughs> should become a video game reviewer, and that's how that works. Oh, it's the worst game ever, 6 out of 10. Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Totaling these up, the scores... Ooh, the scores a calculator for this one. I can add this one up real quick. Scores I've given is 1 plus 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 1, which equals 6. Give it a 6. Okay. 6 out of 30, and even that feels a little and generous. 1 for Meanie, 2 for Music, 2 for Mise en Scène, 2 for The Matters, 2 for Magic... And two and a half for message. Uh, so mine adds up to 11 and a half. Wow. That's almost double. <laughs> yeah, it's still well below anything else in my rankings. I was a grown-ass man spending my Sunday morning <laughs> watching Dumbo yeah. and taking notes on it. And I felt bad about it. Well, so this was six half-assed homework assignments out of 30. Well, I'm older than you. Imagine how I felt about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so mine 11 and a half bitchy cunt-ass elephants <laughs> out of 30. Oh. I never thought I'd be excited to watch Bambi, but after this, guys, <laughs> so yeah, good riddance, Dumbo. I'm glad you don't get a sequel. <laughs> Seriously, uh, well, then what do you think the sequel would be like if it got a sequel? Like, uh, what happens when Dumbo gets plagued with earwax? <laughs> Is they're too heavy to fly? It would probably be now he's a star. He has to deal with some sort of problems that come with being a star. <laughs> Or, like, there's an evil elephant that comes into town. <laughs> and he's got Which a, would be an improvement over this. Right, we'd at least have some sort of plot. Right. And villains. <laughs> Ursula's crazy sister. <laughs> That's really the plot to Little Mermaid 2. Oh, I didn't know. I had, mm-hmm. haven't seen it. Neither have I. <laughs> i got better shit to do with my time. But. Well, clearly not. <laughs> Disney podcast. Right. <sighs> so next on the list is Bambi. Uh, we will be recording that one sometime in the future oh we didn't mention this uh after doing our rankings 
Uh, we didn't talk about the control group, the Rotten Tomatoes. You want to guess what Dumbo has on Rotten Tomatoes? Unfairly high. Uh, it is a 97, which is tied with Snow White, which puts it in second place on our list. <laughs> Pinocchio, Snow White and Dumbo, then Fantasia. I'm curious as to what other films have a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, just can you search by total score? Like, I'm going to look at it. it. Let's see if I can look at so you've got Snow White. You've still got the same order as me at this point, correct? Uh, yes. Snow White's still at the top. And by the way, looking back, I was way too hard on Snow White. <laughs> yeah, we both were. I was afraid of that, like, in recording these. Bef- like, we obviously want to watch them in order, but it probably would have been a good idea not to score them right away. Maybe. Which is a thing they kind of teach you in teacher school. Like, mark whatever you're going to mark on everybody's paper and then go back and evaluate them. But 98 is the lowest thing you find in top one. So I don't think I can look up what is quote unquote. I mean, what's a movie worse that's universally Dumbo? accepted as good? Like uh, what's Star Wars? Star Wars has a ninety four percent on right. Rotten Tomatoes. For Star Wars, yeah. Dumbo ninety seven. <clears throat> While he continues to uh, play with the internet, we at this point have the exact same rundown for our two lists. Uh, so far, this is going to be. Entire podcast of the two of us just agreeing with each other for. I mean, maybe later on we'll agree. <coughs> I like Fantasia more. Than I have a feeling we're both going to put Bambi in between Snow White and Pinocchio, but we'll see how it adds up. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Shit, I thought this told me the Rotten Tomatoes score. So at this point, four movies in, we each have Snow White, then Pinocchio, then Fantasia, then Dumbo, with a significant drop off in between uh, Fantasia and Dumbo. Okay. <clears throat> Here are some other Disney. Uh, films that are not as good as Dumbo, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Bambi. Alice in Wonderland gets way worse scores. Cinderella is just as good. Peter Pan. Lady and the Tramp. Sleeping Beauty. 101 Dalmatians gets a 98. Sword in the Stone. The Jungle Book. The Aristocats. Robin Hood. The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The Rescuers. The Fox and the Hound. Black Cauldron. Great Mouse Detective. Oliver and Company. Little Mermaid, not as good as Dumbo. Yeah, let's just stop there. I mean, Little Mermaid, not as good as Dumbo. Let that sink in. Like, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. None of these are even close. It's not right. It's crazy. Why do people like this movie? Like, I cannot Frozen fathom. only got an 89. I cannot fathom anyone liking this movie. Like, are these reviews from when it came out? I want to thaw out Walt Disney's head <laughs> and shove it up my ass <laughs> before I want to watch this movie again. Wow. Like, what the fuck? Who likes this movie? Let me investigate this Rotten Tomatoes score a little bit. <clears throat> In fairness, the audience score for Dumbo is 70. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better. A little bit. It still feels a little generous. That said, I generally don't care what the, the, the regular people think. Although Dumbo offers no startling innovations in animated cartooning, it is Cartooning is the word. Cartooning? It is probably Disney's best all-round picture to date. What? From Time Magazine. What? It's one of Disney's most charming and perfectly proportioned films, uninflated by the cultural pretensions Uncle Walt was fond of slipping in. Who's this dick? (laughs) What the hell is that guy talking about? Dave Kerr from Chicago Reader. Fuck you, Dave. There's a pleasant little story, plenty of pathos, mixed with a large doses of humor... Where was that? Yeah. <laughs> a number of appealing new animal characters, lots of good music, and the usual Disney skillfulness in technique. 
A film you will never forget, says Bosley Crowther from the New York Times. Oh, Bosley, I'm glad you did. <laughs> you don't even know if he is. Nah, I have no idea. Can we see some shitty audience scores? Oh, God, there's 11,000 of them. Yeah. I think that before we explore the internet much further, maybe we should wrap it up now. Well, this is going to be a really short episode, so I thought this could be... <laughs> Here's a good one. Erica250 says one word. Dumb. And on that note, <laughs> we can't wrap it up as well as, and succinctly as Erica 2150. Just took one letter off the title. It's perfect. <laughs> it's like, this is not related to Disney, but the first time Jake, Jake watched Pretty Woman, he sent me a text and said, yeah, I'm watching Pretty Woman for the first time. Pretty Woman. Pretty shitty. <laughs> That's, thank you, Erica 2150, is that what it was? I think it was 250. Oh, 250. Also, Apologies if you like Pretty Woman. I probably wasn't in a good mood that day. No, you're right. Don't, don't apologize. I wasn't really watching. Either way, it took us an hour plus. We made it to the hour mark? Yeah, wow. hour ten, I think. Okay, so I'm impressed because I didn't think there was that much to talk to about. To say what she said in one word. Yeah. Like, Why did we even do a podcast? Anyway. You yeah. could have just put a poo emoji and been done. <laughs> Next up is Bambi, and then we actually take an interesting turn. In the Disney animated films. I hope I'm right about that, and there's not another one after that. Right, I think we get a string of movies we've not, we've not seen before. Right, right? we'll need to... Uh, Somewhere we've got that... Uh, explain it a little bit. Spreadsheet of the... True uh, Disney animated canon. I think we're going to have Bambi, and then we're going to have like six more Dumbos to review, so... I'm afraid they might be six more Fantasias, like because they're. I know some of them are just music, like Make My Music. I think is Fantasia light. Oh goody! So right, uh, released after Dumbo was Bambi, which everyone knows Bambi. We don't really need to explain it. And then we get one, two, three, four, five, six films in a row that were meant to be smaller releases. Uh, <clears throat> none of these are really remembered. When we watched these in 2009, we skipped all of these because we didn't know if they counted. We're going to try to review them this time. We might do, like, two in one episode. <laughs> we don't yeah, really know. Depends on what we have to say, I guess. We don't really know how it's going to go, and we don't want to release, like, six 20-minute episodes. The so. only one that I watched when I was little, <clears throat> I remember reading one time the uh, the three... Caballeros? Yeah. Caballeros. <laughs> right. Los Trace Caballeros. Yeah. So the six films are Sal- Saludos Amigos... The Three Caballeros, Make My Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time, and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I don't know what any of these are, but we're going to watch them. And if you know anything about them, maybe, uh, you know, if you're interested, interested, try to connect with us and let us know. Uh, we have a Twitter we haven't mentioned because we're probably putting out all these episodes at once and you can't get to us. But we have a Twitter uh, you're not reacting. Yeah, we, we, we have a Twitter. We, we haven't done anything. We're going to. Oh yeah, well we're going to be tweeting up a storm. Tweeting up a storm. There you go. So, tweeting all in your mouth. Right. So yeah, I don't. If we don't have any idea what to expect. They could be our six worst episodes. Who knows? But stick with us because once they're over with, we got Cinderella, and then after Cinderella's Alice in Wonderland, we get really cooking with uh, you know some of the big Disney releases of the fifties and sixties. So. So our plan uh, is a tunnel ahead, but we'll get through it. Farewell to you, Dumbo. We are we are moving on. So, 
See you next time for Bambi. Uh, signing off. My name is Jake. I'm still Dustin. And uh, we're dudes watch Disney. Thanks for watching with us this week. We will see you again later with Bambi. I don't know how to end episodes, so goodbye. Dude. system is down. <laughs> I got that. That'll be our, our closing theme. <laughs>